Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on South Sharab Radio. Welcome to the Yav Podcast, uh, where I'm joined by a special guest, uh, the producer of uh, NPR's Invisibilia, Andrew Mambo. How you doing today, Mambo? Hey, what's good, man? I'm good, man. Nah, man. Thank you for coming back on. I, I mean, I want to try to keep this on the much shorter side today, like a mini pod. But I mean, we got to talk about even this. a mini pod would be more than even a mini pod would be more than the conversation has been around this topic. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, this whole Dana White situation. What? How is this happening? Like, you know, for people that don't know, the the owner and the face and the leadership of of, of the UFC. Dana White on New Year's Eve in Mexico slapped his wife on camera and it's barely it barely made news and it's ba- and, and even if it made news it's barely staying in the news and I know on the sports side of things um Buffalo Bills cornerback uh Devin Hamlin's situation where you know where, where his heart stopped during the game helped knock that off the news cycle you yeah, know so yeah. so I understand that part of it where that part of it gets saved but I, I wish I could remember the comedian's name who posted this on Twitter, but I think he's a Toronto comedian too. I remember he posted on Twitter that that Dana White slap so far doesn't come close to getting the same coverage or same treatment when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. Right? But like we, we live in an era where someone clearly at the top of his profession could do that and essentially be cancel-proof. And, and not because... Well... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, those are two different... I mean, those are very difficult things to compare, right? I mean, one happened live during the Oscar ceremony. For sure. Like an audience sure. of 130 million people watched it live. For the other sure. is like a grainy video from New Year's Eve that like, you know, was recorded from a distance and like, I, like they're not, they're definitely not comparable in that way. Mm. I think that like, and outside of, and also like those, the level of celebrity of those people, and nobody even knows. I, I don't know his wife's name, unfortunately. Like, I, it's just it's like he's famous, I guess, but like, is he really like? He's not. Just, he's nowhere near the level of famous as either of those two. Um, and then just the fact that, like, I think so. There's two things. One, I think that like, there's the sports media world, right. and then there's the general like media. Um, national media, local media, um, news, you know, newsrooms. And I got to tell you, like, it's not, um, it's just a story that people don't like, people don't know him. He's not well known outside those spaces. I mean, I think that in the sports world, it's more of a question to why it's been so quiet and, and not as covered or, mm-hmm. um, but outside of that, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that like most, a lot of news media outlets haven't taken it up um, because well, he's just not like a known commodity. Like people, you have to explain to people who Dana White is, and then you have to explain to them what the UFC is and what MMA is. Like a lot, like a lot of people just had, don't really know, man. Which is surprising us because we're in that space and all of our friends know and all this, but like we're not representative of right of, of you the know, general. It's overall. not. It's not representative yeah. of the general media and general news cycle and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it's it, not a major sport in America in right. the same way that, like, in certain circles, you think it's the biggest thing in America, but it, I mean, it's not. It's one of the fastest-growing sports, 
Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely not one of the but, top four. Not yet. Or, or no. say when I say top four, no, yeah, not top, even close. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. You know, as somebody who's been in the media, though, like, have you seen anything like this before? In well, I guess in sports or just in general, in terms of like something like this being videotaped. Case in point, like a Ray Rice situation, right? That was on camera. That broke general news cycle. You know what I mean? Even though I know it's a more popular sport, but he wasn't like a, a superstar in it. He was a star. Like, you know, we play fantasy football. We know about him. Or we're fans of football. We know about yeah. him. But the general person didn't know about Ray Rice until that. Like, like my wife, for example, didn't know who Ray, Ray Rice was until that video came up. And that circulated all over the I world. I mean, I think, I think it's like, even outside of him being, you know, a, a star in, a, in, a, in the biggest sport in the, in the United States, right? A star running back in the U.S. is, like, biggest sport, arguably. Yeah. And it's already, like, why, you know, that blew up. But also, like, don't forget the brutality of what happened in that video. Absolutely. Right? Like, Absolutely. It's like, that was something that people were legit, I think, legitimately shocked by the brutality of what happened. Mm -hmm. And then the story, remember, the story of that really was about the cover-up, right? Like, that was the thing that floored people even more was that with the NFL, like, seen this video and knew about this and, and still, like, didn't... And they didn't really take action until it blew up. Um, it blew up, yeah. The cover-up solved... Like, I find a lot of times when you're in these, these kind of scenarios, it's like the cover-up ends up being, at least in my news cycle, right, outside of sports, it's actually like the cover-up that's a more interesting story, it's right? So, like, even right now, it's like, if the interesting story from my perspective in a news cycle would be the fact that like it's not being talked about. Well, why is it not being talked about in the, not that it's not being talked about in like main, you know, mainstream news, but like is, is in ESPN, is there like conversations in any of those spaces where like the story is being suppressed in that area? That would be a very interesting story. Um, but I, I gotta say, I, I'm not sure that, you know, you know, we got some boys who would disagree. In some of the chats, like you know, mm -hmm. like this is all like being controlled. I think that the interesting thing about this, like the sad thing, maybe is about this, is that like it doesn't have to actually be planning and coordination of these kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you don't have to actually say out loud. Like, um, and and then a, a commentator doesn't need to say in what is in the past, right? Like restricted access to people who have been critical of the UFC outside of himself personally, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. he's, he's cut people off for critiquing just the UFC as, a, oh, as an organization. Off. Yeah, oh, for sure. Almost ruined career so, in some and, Yeah, and, and they have full, complete control over access to all the athletes, all the venues. This is really, like, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, you know, conglomerate of, like, a bunch of different owners of teams. Right. That come together under a banner of an organization and all the owners have, you know, an equal vote or, or whatever and they, they decide as a as a group. The UFC is just owned outright. Yeah. Like it's just it, it's it's, it's like it's like it's like a commissioner in a sport that actually owns the sport. Exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't really exist like that doesn't exist in the same way in, in the other major sports. Right. So in terms of control, it's hard to say like, you know, you could get banned from one stadium. But you, that's not going to ban you from all press conferences and all the stadiums in the NFL, for instance, right? Um, one owner could have a grudge against you and ban you, but you'll still have access all over. Like, it's not going to ruin your career, not necessarily going to ruin your career because you 
can still, you know, do what you're doing. In the UFC, that's not the case. Like, you can just, are you, you're just going to report the UFC from what you watch on pay-per-view. It's just like, it's the level of control they have is, is amazing. It's, it's, it's unprecedented. Impressive. But, but that's and they I, exercise it, and they exercise it regularly. Yeah. And, and that's what helps to me in terms of him being cancer-proof in that sense because, and it's not because the people, it's not because the people, the public pressure has has worked against him or somebody reprimanded him or some entity reprimanded him. It's because he says so. Because <laughs> I don't, I want to pull this up because I don't know if, you, um, if you've seen or, or heard of the presser when he had the press conference. So I think to your point where, you know, there, there is no cover-up in the situation. They came out. He's come out and, and admitted it. He's even had to tell like his supporters to like stop supporting me on this issue because I'm at fault here. Like stop, stop making excuses for me. Like I'm like he's taking full responsibilities in his in his verbal actions. But I, I kind of want to read what what he's uh what what he's saying basically. He's like in terms of further punishment for his actions, I want to just read it verbatim. This is courtesy of the Athletic.com, but. What should the repercussions be? I take 30 days off. How does that hurt me? Me leaving hurts the company, hurts my employees, hurts the fighters. It doesn't hurt me. I could have left in 2016. Do I need to reflect? I don't need to reflect. I've owned this. I'm telling you that I'm wrong. I've had plenty of conversations internally with Endeavor CEO, Ari Emanuel, ESPN. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy about this. Neither am I. But it happened and I have to deal with it. What, what is my punishment? Here's my punishment. I've had to walk around for however long I live, 10.4 years, another 25 years, and this is how I'm labeled now. My other punishment, I'm sure a lot of people, whether media, fighters, friends, acquaintances who have respect for me, might not have respect for me now. There's a lot of things that I'm, I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life that is way more of a punishment than what I take, what, a 30-day absence? That's not a punishment to me. The punishment is that I did it and now I have to I have to deal with it. So to me, like, I don't know how it interprets to you, but when I, when I hear that, it's like I'm guilty of this action. I'm taking responsibility for it. I'm going to have to deal with the public shame for it, but there's no point of punishing me. You know what I mean? Because to your point, like, he owns the sport. <laughs> like, that, that shit is crazy yeah. to me, Mambo. That shit is crazy yeah. to me, and and I and I hate to refer to the word. Well, I have to re- refer to the word privilege, but but it's more than just the racial privilege of it, because I'm not even looking at it from that aspect at this point. I I think it's like you know one of our favorite show, one of my favorite shows. I'm I'm pretty sure you watched it too, but one of my favorite shows is The Wire, and yeah. one, one of the yeah. money quotes from that is "Follow the money," because when you do, you have no idea where the f is going to take you, right? And, and and while yeah. people may think this situation is racial, I think the power and the and the money aspects of it are just as big in this case than anything. And we can get to the to the dynamics of 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 how it's the the is laid out in the sport in just a second. But like, but for nobody to test him or drag him through the media, I, I'm I don't know. I'm blown away by it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you think like, well. There's definitely a racial component, right? I mean, like, when you think about who deserves a second chance and who doesn't, America's kind of consistently clear about who does and who doesn't. Um, but I think in this case, it's like, it's definitely a, 
a business decision being made there, right? Like he's made himself the clear person who is like singularly identified with the UFC, right? Name somebody else who's the front office of the UFC. And unless you're like an insider, you can't. Like you could just name Dana White and that's it. Like he's yeah. the face of it. He's the face of he's the sport. He's constantly in the front of it. He's, he is the UFC in a lot of ways. He's totally, he's totally correct. Like he is the UFC. Yeah. So if you own, if you're Endeavor, what do you do? You get rid of him to bring in who? To be like, who is he? Is, like, I don't even know who the number two is. I don't know how the people are doing. Like, <laughs> we don't even know. Do you take that risk? <laughs> Why do you take that risk? You have shareholders. You, you're, you're the head of Endeavor. You, you answer to people. And the people that you answer to are going to be okay with you getting hurt. It's just like, it's, he's, he's definitely, created a system for himself where he can be beyond question. I think the thing that people are like, it's maybe not even like people would accept what he's done and said so far. If it wasn't for the fact that he'd been so hardcore and unwavering about fighters. Oh, if you do this, you're out. Like it's not even a question. Nobody gets a second chance. There's nothing. You, you hit a woman, you're out. Like that was always his spring. I mean, you could, there's clips of him saying that, right? Like, yeah. And I think it's a double standard that people are a bit upset. I really most, almost more upset with than anything. Like he spent all this time talking about this thing, right? Because the UFC got this reputation. They had a few bad cases of like really horrific domestic intimate partner violence that happened. And then he's taking this like hard stance. This is not tolerable. You know, he's beyond reproach obviously because he's leading it and, and, the fighters, there's no acceptance of any, you know, second chance for them. But then when it's him, it's like, well, I'm a little different. Like people don't like that. People are feeling that. Because so, and, and again, like this part th of it. And this is a sport. Remember that that you know that turned Greg Hardy into an MMA fighter. And for, for those who don't know who Greg yeah. Hardy is, you know, I won't even waste yeah. time to explain it. Just Google his name, and and you'll see what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's not yeah. even waste time to even get it, into that but yeah it's true there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack there um yeah i mean i don't know man i'm i'm not none of it surprises me and and it's like i think like he's not wrong it's like what do you punish him i mean i think the one punishment is money you always put people in the pockets you can mm -hmm. find people you can take away stock options you can do there's, there's there's ways to find a way if you really do want to punish somebody I don't know necessarily that like just kick them out is, is the way, right? right? Um, the way that they like, you know, it's different for the rules are definitely going to be different for him. I can see that. And they, they have a reputation of even with the fighters. Like they take a hard stance. They, they're like, I, I think that like, I could be, I, I think they're almost as bad or worse than, than like WWE in terms of the stances they take with the fighters. Like they don't want any of them to have power. Oh, yeah. right? Look at Francis. Like they've been negotiating with Francis for an entire year. They can't come to terms. I doubt that Francis. I don't even know what he was asking for. I haven't, I haven't looked into it in depth. But like, well, they, they let the fact him that they couldn't come to agreement is like, yeah, they let him walk. They're like, they're they're champ, huge name that got big name recognition, and they're just like, you can go. Like that's how much they're willing to like. It's more important. The money they can make with Francis is not. It's not as important as like showing that nobody is more powerful than than what they are willing to give you. It's a uh, it's a tough organization, man.
and and in that they you know then you also have this built-in safety net for himself of like it's so powerful in that in the sport in the sport that's growing and people everybody wants a piece of that part of that pie I, I, yeah absolutely like, uh, you know and, and to your point like again where you have what's the word like you you basically have all these fighters that you're championing like a defender of domestic violence and all that kind of stuff and you know the fact that he's telling you that he can't be punished tells you how far like the the fighters in terms of not having a union and you know all of those things kicking in it tells you how much farther they have to go because i just don't know how you walk away unscathed from it you know, and, and as far as, I mean, we're not even getting to, like, the, the, the ladies of the sport, the female fighters. Like, what do you, yeah. what about the female fighters? Like, as far as the female fighters, Andrew, like, I can't even begin to know what they're thinking right now. But what a weird place to be to know your boss is saying all the right things, but we're just going to keep this train moving. What, yeah. hap- what happens now if one of his fighters do this in the future? Because it may happen again, right? how do they get severely punished? Like, isn't that a major contradiction? You know what I mean? Like if that, like how does that stay the same? Like do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. Completely. Absolutely. And I, I, I don't have an answer for you, man, but he's not going to have the leg to stand on to really like punish somebody, but he'll do it anyways. Right. Right. He'll do whatever he wants. Cause if it's a fighter, if it's, and if it's a fighter that, Oh, they've got some contract issues with. They're looking to get rid of this person, anyways. They're out of the league. Right. No tolerance. Oh, somebody that they still want to work with. All right, let's renegotiate a contract, and maybe we'll give you thirty days. You know, like it's not going to change. It's just going to. It's a business, and they're going to keep making business decisions. So many of these things, though, like you know, the leagues and and whatnot. Like ultimately, people think that you know, oh, they take a stance. They're they're about equity. They're about this. They're about that. But in the rubber, it's the road. Okay, when it gets get, when it really gets difficult and complicated, uh, you know these things are flexible. Suddenly, morals are not the same. They're, they're flexible. There's wiggle room, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and, it's and, a business. They got to make money. Everybody, you know, it's like to be surprised. Nobody should be surprised by it, you know, like nobody should be surprised by that. And, and and you're right, but yet I still find myself surprised just because of the fact that like it's just getting no news traction. Like honestly, hearing the negotiations with Francis and and hearing that you know he, the the deal with John Jones has worked out where they're getting a a ten fight deal. I've heard more about that than the actual slap at this point. You know what I mean? And, and to me, and I mean it's only been a month, not even a month. And to me, that's where I'm kind of like, why am I hearing more about John Jones than I'm hearing about this? You know well, because, I mean? like, like, who, I mean, who cares about the John Jones fight? Who cares about Francis? Who cares about the Dana Slap? I mean, people in cover UFC. Right. They're the people that care. Like, honestly, outside of it, what do you care? People would be like, John Jones, who's that? You know, like, yeah. it's people in that space. Now, if you have a league where you control everything, you control all the access. Calvin, you are a reporter. You cover MMA. Are you, do you throw your career away for this? and then go yeah. either report on a different league because you know you'll basically be done with the UFC? Or do you... Like, what do you do? Legitimately, I'm asking you. You know what? what? You I, do? I don't know. That's the tough part. You, you, like, it's, it's hard yeah. to say, but it's like... It's wild, right? It's a sobering morality position to be in because, like, what, what do you do in that situation? Do you, do you literally cut your nose and your ears off to spite your face and spite your head? Because... 
Some yeah, people will. Lots, yeah, lots some, of people. Lots of people will, and lots of people will just be like, "Well, you know, he's he's taking accountability." What am I trying to prove here? Right. You know? And it's and it's true. But like my my thing is, you know, for some people, they have to go and work a different sport. They got to now get, you know, as a reporter, now you have to go and work on new leads and new contacts and you know what i mean like say like you've been invested in this sport for 10 years you're just working this game now you got to go work football you don't know you don't know coaches managers all that stuff comes into play so it's like a, it's like a whole it's almost like you're starting over at least that's what i think yeah, it's not like they didn't question him they que- they, they questioned him like you read that he's not the answers in the press conference he did like he's He's responding. The answer that you got out—that's a response to a question. Yeah. And he's asking them, "What should what should what should the punishment be?" You know. Yeah. He did this thing. What should your punishment be? And he and his response is like, "Well, what do you think my punishment should be?" Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not like nobody's asking him, but you know, how much are you going to push? But, how how long are you going to push against him? But, uh, but can, do you think? I mean, legit, like you know, at some point you can ask him once, you can ask him twice. I'm sure by the third time he's going to be like, he's going to go backstage and be like. Cut Calvin's credential. I don't want to see him here again. Yeah, and then that's it. It's, it's, yeah, because it's his. Literally, the sport takes place in his house, so it's his house and rules. And 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 then outside of that house, honestly, like the interest is minimal because there are way bigger um, stories that happen on a regular basis every day. So, what's the more interesting story from somebody in my state that's like outside of it is actually the more interesting story is like. How does this, how does something like that happen with no accountability? Like, what is there? Are there conversations? Are, what are those conversations look like? The unspoken, the spoken one. Like, he doesn't have to tell anybody. Like, anybody at that level, like they know what they, how far they can push, and you don't get to that level and not understand how the game is, is played or whatever. However, they like because, and I think like with most leagues, you can. You can do deep, heavy reporting, and ESPN does, and all these outlets, they do that. They do, right. like, deep investigative reporting, you know, 60 between the lines. Like, they do great stuff on all kinds of things, all kinds of sports. But th- but then how do they do that but, when they're in business with them? Because all those other sports are, are, are not structured the same way as the UFC is. No, no, but... but and I, I'm just I, guessing here, but, like... Right, but but, I, but I'm saying, in so, like, in ESPN's case... How how do you go do a deep dive and do it outside the lines and do like a a documentary style reporting and investigative reporting on him when you're actually doing business and paying him like a billion dollars to to showcase his fights? How does that work? But they do it all the time. But they do they do it all the time with like college sports. They do it with like NFL. They'll do it with like NBA. Right. They do it with all these other other leagues that they have rights that they, that they then have to like. Like, a lot of those entities are, are disentangled at ESPN. I mean, they're tangled in the background. Maybe. But, like, there, there's, you know, it's like one group is negotiating these um, licenses and then another group is, is doing investigative journalism. And ideally, they're not, they're not talking together. They're not coordinated in any way, shape, or form. They're, they're separate, right? Um, but with the UFC, it's, they grant the access. It's not even like, I don't even know what that looks like. Like, I honestly don't even know what it looks like to do hard nose reporting on a place that I'm trying to come up with an analogy, right? It's like, 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 like I have a contract, I have a contract with, I have a contract with South Shore Ave and, and, you know, I, I come on regularly and, and this and that, this is your show, Calvin, you own it, you have all this stuff and I come on 
I talked to you, and then I'm like, you know what? Uh, Calvin did this thing, and I really want to do some deep dive reporting on it, and I want to air that on the South Shore app. Like, no. Like, you'll be like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> you won't. <laughs> but you, you, you get lost. And he has the power to do that, and most sports don't have that don't have power, the power, luckily. Yeah. No, you know? So, so because, so like, let, yeah. let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you, sorry not to cut you off, but let me ask you a question. Like, mm-hmm. b- because of the layout and the power structure that he has and the u- the uniqueness that he has in the sport and the way the sport is kind of structured, do you think that this situation is, is a one-off or, or could this be a start of a trend? And what I mean, and I don't mean the start of a trend of like fighters and stuff following his domestic violence path, but I mean in terms of like, you know, uh, like an entity being powerful enough to tell you straight out, I'm not, I'm, I'm beyond punishable. Like, do you think that's going to be a, the trend? Because I mean, I'm, I, you know what happens in other end industries, but I'm just saying, like, to publicly do that, you know what I mean, after a public mistake or that for something that gets out publicly, do you think that's going to be a start of a trend where people are basically like, like in those positions that are like, yeah, you can't do nothing about it? Do you think that's going to be more of a trend? But hasn't that already already been like a trend that's been happening? I mean, you're seeing it happen. It happens in politics. politics yeah, it happens. It's happening in a lot of the spaces now, man. People are just like, "All right, I did it." What? You know, it's like George Santos, right? Then, not, that kind of like... some, yeah. So the, and then suddenly people are like, "Oh yeah, I guess okay." Wait, you're not going to step down? <laughs> people are like, no, "No, I'm not stepping down." People are like, "Huh, that's weird." People used to step down when we would call them out. You know, <laughs> like this is strange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start. Trump, maybe, is like one of the first times people realize you're like, wait, you can do all those things and then you don't have to step down? I'm like, oh, this is new. I like it. I don't know. Yeah. But it's you, definitely, you, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's not a trend. I think like if you have the ability you're gonna to not do step it. down, people are now starting. Yeah, look at like, go back to um, Al Franken. Al Franken had like an accusation not questioning the validity of the accusations. I'm just like making a comparison and saying like, right. is one case where like he stepped, he stepped down within like, I, I'm trying to remember, but like it was relatively quickly. He stepped down mm-hmm. maybe a few weeks and people were like, Oh, we think Al Franken should step down as Senator of Minnesota because you know, he had it was like accusations that something he had done like 20 years earlier. Right. And like not to make it any less valid. It's like, I can't, I don't recall the exact accusations, but I know it was, you know, um, they were serious enough that people were calling for him to be, to step down. And he was just like, oh, okay, like that's, I guess I'm supposed to step down. And he just did it. But like, now you're looking back and people are like, oh, wait, he could have just been like, nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a thing now. People are calling on George Santos to step down and he's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do that. And you know what's crazy? It's like, could he win again? Maybe. Probably could. That's well, look at vi- like politics is like so. Like, what are the, re- the repercussions? Aren't always there for people, you know? So why step down? I don't know. Well, I, well, I think I think, it's, I it's think part Trump, of a it's part of a trend that's already been happening. Versus like some, I don't, and I don't think it's going to get less. To answer your original question. Yeah, I think I think it's going to continue and probably be well, probably be bigger in terms of that aspect of it. Because to, to your point, like I think Trump, you know, Trump was like the the main or one of the biggest examples of the colossal, the calamity of mistakes that he's made. And I mean, shit, he almost won again. He, he, he almost ran a second term. Like he came that close man, to man running. did all that and then got, 
I mean, he got the most votes ever that a Republican presidential candidate has ever received. Right. After. Right. After after everything that was done. After his entire tenure, yeah. So, so, so you're, you know. you're, you're putting the battery in the back of more people to, to just be just outright like, yeah, I've made these mistakes and yeah, you're not going to cancel me. And we're just going to go on I mean, and be okay with that. What do you think they should do? Like you're, you're the head of Endeavor. What would you do? It's it's a it's a tough call because the way it's set up, I don't know. I don't know what you do in that situation. It's it's mm. it's tough, but it's just crazy that the guy that basically is the face of the sport is basically telling you that I can't be canceled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He like, might have. <laughs> the way he said it in that meeting, he might have said it in the meeting with the head of Endeavor. It was like, yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and he's probably like, you know what? You're what right. Are you gonna do? I mean, they they could even play it off. They could even. They, I mean, they they could they could have easily just for. I guess to massage the minds of people if they wanted to do it that way. They could have said, hey, we're going to make him take a 30-day sabbatical or that kind of thing while he's still running stuff behind the scenes. He's just not out there publicly. That's just weird. That's what's weird. It's like, just suspend the man for a month or two. Like, like they don't even try to, like, do some pretend. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very strange. I, I, I don't even know why he would even fight that idea and notion of being suspended for 60 days or something like, or 90, even 90, like, what does it matter? I don't know. It's very interesting. It's not, it's not even something, there's nothing even symbolic. It is very strange. And, um, and, then, and then here's the whole thing of art into imitating life. I don't know if you know about this, you know, and this is probably the worst possible timing given the situation, but he, he recently mm-hmm. purchased a slap league like power slap you know those oh, yeah, slapping yeah. competitions yeah. he yeah. just recently yeah. purchased it and they debuted it they had to debut it a week after because of the whole situation that was happening because the video got leaked with him slapping his wife and that shows on tbs now and according to showbuzz daily it, it debuted at the 45th spot on top out of the top fifty cable shows on 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 a Wednesday on January eighteenth, so it got it got low ratings. Some of that could be due to the situation of this. I, I think me personally, are people yeah. gonna, are people going to watch a slap league every Wednesday? Uh, who knows? It could be trending. I don't know. I'm, I don't follow slap leagues to that extent. But like to me, the whole art of imitating life thing is is unreal. That this is happening. He's the face of UFC. He buys a slap league <laughs> and. And like nothing is, you know what I'm saying? Like the train is just moving still. Like I don't, I don't know how, what the length of the slap league is gonna be like, which is called power slap. Yeah, like, but like the fact that yeah. like, yo, he bought a slap league on top of this, like really, you know? And it's like okay. n- nobody's nibbling at these crumbs. Nobody. You can't know, like, even, uh, can't even make this stuff up. Yeah. No, you, re- <laughs> you, re- you really, you really can't. You really can't, and and I think it's a, it represents a, a melting pot of like, um, privilege, power, money, influence, indifference. Mm. You know the way social media structures our lives now, where the attention span of like the next thing out, the next content out, the next videos out, like it just mm-hmm. fast forwards everything out of out of your mind frame. You know what I mean, like. Like the Devin Hamlin thing was super sad in football. Anybody who watched that, in terms of him almost losing his life right there on the football field, I mean, now the playoffs are in full swing. We're not even talking about it, right? Like it's already gone. Yeah. It's already gone from your subconscious. So I think all that plays a huge part, and I think why 
nothing like you're not even really nobody's even talking about this Dana White story. I know, I know. No, you're 100 percent right, man. It's it's wild. I, I do think that, like, I think that if anything is going to come out in more mainstream media, it's going to be about the like the quietness of it all versus like the actual action. I mean, obviously the action is a huge part of that, but then it's going to be a question of like how 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 does that? I, I think that's the the next story right. that can come out is is like how did this happen and how does this happen and nothing like there's no repercussions there's no real true pushing coverage that's like pushing for something to happen it's right. like a few conversations about it some, some articles about it press conferences and everybody's just supposed to move on you know mm -hmm. and again i gotta go back to like the one thing is if he does that press conference and and owns up to it and all this kind of stuff and didn't have the history of talking about a zero tolerance policy, right? And then having zero tolerance. So I was like, like, I do think it's a different conversation. I think a huge part of the conversation is it's a different set of rules, like, and the blatancy, blatantness of that um, is a huge part of why there is an ask for more to be to happen. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously it's hard to reimagine, but. If he's not that person, he's not calling for that. He's saying, you know, it's a shame, and and we people will be suspended, or we'll deal with each case as they as they happen, and we'll we'll figure a way to like, you know, we don't want this to happen, and and we will work we will work on it, and we will endeavor to do our best, blah blah blah. And then this happens. I do think that him owning up to it has a lot more um, power to it, and means a lot more. Right. It means a lot less when. He walks around saying there's zero tolerance, but with one exception, me. It's it's kind of kind of uh, it's a little bit blatant in your face. Well, the the last thing I'll leave I'll ask, I guess, is this: in terms of when he makes a statement, essentially living with living with the shame is worse than any punishment you can <clears throat> give him. When you hear that, what does that say to you? I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. That's the, that's that's okay. I mean, what do you want me to say? That's the worst punishment. The oh, shame I feel. Uh, you guys just judge me. It's really hard. I don't know. I don't think that that's the worst punishment they could possibly have to him. I, I I don't know what to say to that question because it's like, no. I mean, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I like it's like it's, it's very convenient that that is it's very it's very convenient that that is the worst punishment that you can envision happening. Yeah, word word of, word of mouth, <laughs> word of mouth, and, and public opinion is basically worse than any punishment you can give me. Like, yeah, but also like don't talk about it anymore. Like right, right. The worst the worst punishment I can have is like carrying this badge of shame with me. But let's like stop talking about it. Don't ask me about it anymore. <laughs> it's like okay. But isn't that part of the shame? Should we just maybe just ask you about this incident every time you do a press conference? Would that be the worst punishment to you? Like you have to answer questions about it, but where you're, where you stand in your rehabilitation process, every interview, maybe that's like this is like. Anyways, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let my. I wouldn't let my. I wouldn't let my two year old decide what what her punishment right, should exactly. be. So I don't think. I don't think it's like. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine back when we were kids? We can decide whether we got the belt or not. You know, if that was yeah, a thing I back think I feel day. really bad. Yeah, Dad, I feel really bad. I think the shame 
of where I'm personally at right now with the situation that happened is bad enough. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, sure. I yeah, no problem. You know what? You know what? And just yeah, to show my responsibility, I'm not going to eat nerds on the weekends anymore. And and I'm only going to bike ride on Sundays for the next two weeks. Just to show my responsibility. Okay, sure, no problem. That there's no way that would happen. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. First off, you've already outlined way more punishment and more t- responsibility <laughs> taken that <laughs> outlined in these press conferences, my friend. So uh, you're you're forgetting that the punishment is no punishment. It's, it's shame. Yeah. Like when he says that to me, like the the you know the public opinion shame and the the the, the opinions of his friends and family is going to be worse than anything he can give him. Like, I think it's obviously we think it's hilarious, but like, I don't even think you're going to hear about this punishment by summertime. You're not even hearing about it now. I mean, the case the point of this podcast, right? Like, like I, I, yeah. I'm betting you by summertime, we don't even hear about this at all, which I think speaks to the power that he wields. But how, how people view the sport as well, to, to your point, like, you know, because it's not one of the, the four major sports in, in America, you know, especially in America, like the United States, college football mm-hmm. Is bigger, is way bigger, is way bigger than the UFC, right? And it's not, it's not on the worldwide level. It's not soccer. It's not, it's not Formula One. Like people still view it in that boxing way, where it's like, because there's so much violence, inherent violence to it, you know, inherited violence to it. Like it, it has that, you know, anything can happen vibe to it, even though it's pretty polished, polished. So like an incident mm-hmm. happening like that has way less effect than if. Adam Silver, you know, the commissioner of the NBA, does the same thing to his spouse, yeah. which I think says a lot about the structure of the sport itself. You know, and and and, oh, and, yeah. and then does this trickle down, you know, to the future of, like, <laughs> maybe fighters eventually getting some sort of a union because they're getting punished in a situation by somebody who did the same thing and didn't get, you know, any type of retribution for it? Yeah. Yeah. It's true, man. It's, uh, well, we should, you've got your follow-up. You know, see where it's at in like a few months and see if anything in the narrative changes. It may, it might, man. It might. The fact that like, like the lack of, of awareness might actually trickle up. Now, I mean, the, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm thinking probably no, and <laughs> I'm thinking probably not. And you know, that's the end of it. Honestly, the only thing I think that would make it like. The only way this story blows up more is if he actually has more of this in his past and now it comes to light. <clears throat> Outside of that, I don't see that happening. Where's like, where like in a position? Yeah, that, could, like, that could change the... Yeah. Like, that would change the dynamics of it, where it's like, now you're... Now, like, you know, the company that's with him is forced to now make a decision. Like, you got to hand these keys over now, at least for a while, because this is this is going to kill our sport, you know? But like, if if he doesn't, you know, that was a one time, one you know, one situation. Then it's like, and he's dismissing it. You know, his partners seem to be whether I mean they may not be okay with it. But like again, this train's got to keep. This train's not going to move itself. You know, then it's kind of like you're shrugging your shoulders. But it just shows, just like, wow, wow. Like, <laughs> you know, I hate to ask this, but can you can you imagine if he was black? <laughs> Man. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> very different. This is an extremely different conversation if he's black, for sure. I don't even think there's a question there. But that, that goes back to what I was saying. I'll say it. It goes back to what I'm saying before, which is like this idea of like, 
second chances and who deserves a second chance. And like, right. who is the people that could actually even hold him accountable? Well, it's other white men and other white men are like, oh man, you know, I get you, you know, like I, I they, they connect with him, they can relate to him in a way that maybe they wouldn't be able to do if he was a, a black man in the same way, right? And maybe right. not feel as much like redemptive quality in him or something. And I'm, I'm sure some of the guys like, some of those executives who have the power to maybe hold them accountable are set themselves, you know, one is obviously the business decision. And on the other end of like, I get it. I get it. Like I could change. He can change. You know, he's going to learn from this. He's going to grow from this. It's why, you know, somebody like young white teenagers might get a, a second chance. A police officer is going to let them off on something. Uh, you know, a head of school that's going to look the other way and be like, it's okay. He's going to learn from this. He's going to grow from this. And then uh, a black kid does it. It's a completely different response. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, I can imagine a world where he's black and this would be a completely different conversation. For sure. Yeah. Because we live that. We live that shit. So, yeah. I can imagine that. A hundred percent. Dana White gets a second chance. Devontae White. It works out a little different. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> because oh, you're like, oh, oh, I thought he was such a nice guy, but you know, I really didn't know him. Whereas then it's like, oh, well, I know him because I am him. So yeah. you know, it, it definitely bears watching to see what happens in the next little while. But like I said again, I, I think nothing because nothing's happening now and it's fresh. So when it gets old, it's uh, and and the way the news cycle works nowadays, especially on your phone, that is getting super, super cycled out of your phone. You know what I mean? Out of your memory by the time. Like I said, March break. Yeah. Comes. Many ways it already has. Yeah. 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 Which is which is scary. You're right. Yeah. Which is which is scary. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll cut it here for now. But uh, but you know, thank you for 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 hopping on this pod and just you know sharing your thoughts on this. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll check back in in a little while. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I think I gotta agree with you. Unless there's a unless there's a change to the story, I I do also doubt that um, much will will come of it. Yeah, unfortunately, and and if there is, yeah, then definitely you know, uh, hop back on this one because we would have to talk about if this this escalates further. Yeah, no doubt, I'm down. Thank you for checking the app podcast, and all thank yous go to Andrew Mambo for hopping on the pod for this Dana White conversation. I know I shouldn't be amazed by it still, but I I, I can't help it, man. I am. I'll be back with a new episode tomorrow, actually. Uh, my, my Niners are a game away, so, you know, I, I got to share a couple words about it. And next week, we're going to be breaking down the Best Man series. So if you're a fan of the movies and now the eight-part series, look out for me next Friday. Thank you, and make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit that like button. Click on all of the stars for me, please, and thank you. And check out my website over at SouthshoreAve.com, all right? For Andrew Bumble, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the latest episode of the Av Podcast right here on Sasha Rav Radio. All right, until tomorrow, we're out. Peace. <laughs>